Now it's time for this. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Irish Jobs. When it comes to hiring the right people for your business, you could say we've got a talent for talent. And I'm delighted to welcome to the chair... Uh, AJ Noonan, he's the Managing Director of Ron Allen Developments and he's also a non-executive director of the Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland. AJ, you're very welcome to the programme. Good morning, Bobby. How are you? Now, it all started for you in Ockagower, which I believe is the D4 of Westport. Tell us about your be, early days. It could be either the D4 or the Dublin 18 of Westport. <laughs> when I was growing up, was a small village about four miles outside Westport. And it had four graveyards and three pubs, so you're welcome, dead or alive. <laughs> Sadly, today, only the one pub left, but the four graveyards are still there. So I grew up on a farm, and I would have gone to school in Westport CBS, a fantastic school. And I came to Dublin 40 years ago to the College of Commerce in Rapmines, and yep. I have great years there and managed to squeeze a diploma out of them. Um, more, more time spent enjoying myself than studying. And uh, I suppose that's the early part. And in that early part, AJ, as many of us did, uh, I was a DIT man as well. Uh, The summers were made up of uh, working in pubs and building sites and that type of thing in London. Did you do much of that? I I don't know. I don't. I'd say I served some of the greatest apprenticeships in my life working on building sites in London in the late 80s. And I have great memories of working in a pub called the Horse and Groom and Tooting which was ran by a, a rather innovative guy from Connemara. Uh, the poor man was barred out of every pub within a two-mile radius of tooting, so they had to buy a pub for their own staff. <laughs> uh, so he was a fascinating guy. He was very kind to me in the sense that I used to work on a building site during the day and I worked in a pub at night. And I'd be working on the building site. I actually ended up being a ganger on the building site. And I'd go into him at night time with whatever problem had arisen during the day because I hadn't a clue how to fix it. And he'd give me the solution and I'd go implement the solution the following morning. So he was a great old pal, if you understood him. But if you didn't understand him, he was a, a very challenging individual. But I, I, I was very fond of him. School of life, school of life. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Tell us then about your, your, your early years. You've basically always been uh, pretty much self-employed. Uh, you started a recruitment business at the age of 24, grew it to four branches and 50 staff. Were you always going to work for yourself? Well, I, I would say I would define myself as probably unemployable, yeah. I, I, I either had to make it on my own or, or, or I would have been a, a burden to the social welfare system. Um, yeah, I, I probably always had a, an entrepreneurial streak from uh, from my earliest. And in fairness, I think growing up on a farm, you, you know, you, 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 you're you growing up in a small business as such. Yeah. And I think it's always there in me. Uh, my brother is self-employed as well. Um, it's it. Yes, I, I to answer your question honestly. I I don't believe that I had any other course of action. Right, and what attracted you to recruitment? Was that a was, I fell into fell into it? Okay, and I, and a lot of people that are in recruitment will say the very same thing. Uh, I, I I worked in a recruitment agency for a very short time before the old gene uh, um, uh, of being working for somebody else got me, and I kind of liked it and I enjoyed it and and and, but I grew. As the years and the business grew, I, I kind of became more disenchanted with it, and I, I moved into the property business. And I, I kind of the property business kind of suits me a lot better, I think, in the terms of like, there's it's it's you can subcontract a lot more stuff, and you're you're working on a deal as opposed to mini deals. Yeah. 
It's so. an interesting transition, but you, you, as you suggest, it was was it gradual rather than very much gradual. Okay, very much gradual. So you uh, built up uh, property assets as you went along. Correct, and 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 developed a, a greater in, uh, interest in the in the property industry. I had a, a great mentor of mine was an uncle of mine, and he was very involved in the construction and development business. And he would have been a um, a great help to me at the outset, and uh, would have been a great guide. Yeah, I spent a lot of quality time out in Caverstons in your uh, nick of the woods, yeah. <laughs> debating life and what have you, and uh, also obviously talking about how to structure things, how to go about doing things. You know, I, I just learned a lot. Yeah, uh, and AJ, when you look at somebody who's been around as long as yourself and myself, uh, particularly in the pro- property business, where were you in uh, 2008, 2010, or how how affected were you during the, the very challenging times? Where, 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 where was I? Well, I suppose you could, a form of hell is where I was. Um, yeah, I mean, we got born to life. I, I think anybody who was a risk taker at the time um, certainly um, was uh, challenged by the uh, economy, the way it collapsed and banks and the whole banking system and being in any way exposed at all, you, 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 you learned a lot about yourself. Uh, you learned a lot about your friends. You learned a lot about life. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, burned a life. Okay. And then uh, re-emerging from that, uh, what what do you make of the property market uh, today? You're involved in student accommodation, nursing homes, primary care. Like we, we would have that, be, we, they were all projects we would have been involved in historically. At the moment, we're doing a, a residential schemes. I would be concerned that the interest rates market is 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 the interest rate issues are going to come to the fore over the next couple of years. Um, I mean, our planning system in this little country of ours is badly, badly broken. And the efforts that have been made um, to rectify it with the new Planning and Development Act are at best half-baked uh, in the sense that there's been an awful lot of starting on that pot over the last six or nine months. And what's emerging is kind of a compromise when compromise is probably the last thing we want in terms of like you need clear, decisive action yeah. on a whole range of issues. And what you're getting is going to be this massive tome of about 900 pages. And most of it will just lead to more court challenges, more judicial reviews. Instead, I mean, the 1963 Act was a very small act because it was so simple and it was so straightforward. Um, I think the zoning issues, the, the, the planning regulator is another layer of bureaucracy which should be merged abolished straight away because all they do they're dezoning land throughout the country in a housing crisis yeah in the morning we should be rezoning every ounce of land that's serviced not being served the service land out there that has an agricultural title on it i mean it is madness and i mean the whole tax you know this new land zoning tax is madness because what we should be saying to people who are not in the in our business, but who are who have land and it's owned or it has planning is, look, we'll give you a tax incentive to sell it, not a tax to, you know, a holding tax that if you keep the land, we'll tax you. Yeah. Instead, say, look, we'll give you a capital gains tax rate of 10% for two years and will you sell it to someone that's going to develop it or build houses on it? Um, we're probably not going to solve it here, but uh, can I ask you your views as well on... I suppose, you know, the change in, in working environment has meant a lot of people working from home a lot of days a week. It, it's also put the the office uh, market, uh, particularly in, in Dublin, I'm told, right. 
of a vacancy rate between somewhere between 15 and 17 percent. Does that concern you? Well, uh, uh, there, there are two different questions now. In terms of the work-life balance piece, I think there are certain industries that uh, lead itself to the working from home. Uh, for one, I, do, I, I don't think my old industry of recruitment does, because I think in, or any sales environment does, because I think you need to be in an environment where you can compete and where you have salespeople looking at a board or looking at their peers and feeding up of each other. So so that's the work-life balance. I think there are jobs like architecture, for example, I would say that they probably work better working from home because I think they can get their juices flowing and get their ideas out. On the office market, I mean, the office market is the commercial property market in, in Dublin at the moment, I would suggest is in a rather precarious place. I mean, yields are, are climbing and climbing rapidly. Uh, and, you know, there's deals out there now at the moment of over 11, 12% for some assets that even with reasonably good tenants, people are aware, look, at I'm buying this. The minute the tenants lease is up in three or four years, they're going and I'm going to be left with a building and what's it going to be worth. So, yeah, I think you're onto something there, Bobby. Yeah, I think there's, uh, I think there's a, a bit of um, a bit of a, a crisis coming in that area. And the interest rate hike, hike will probably throw petrol onto that fire. Absolutely. The the when I'm, I'm the interest rate hikes appear to be have, have appear to have peaked, in the sense that uh, the the bond market and other markets seem to be building in the idea that it has peaked and that there may be even interest rate reductions next year. But we're still we still have a a much higher cost base to be working from in okay. our industry. Okay. Uh, if you can get if you can get money. So tell me this then. So what's next for uh, Ron Allen Developments, or are we, have we lost you to well, golf at this stage? Oh no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. We combine the two. Uh, uh, no, we're we're looking at a, a solar farm. We're looking at a data center. We're looking at the. I I, I think there's a, a huge opportunity in the renewable sector. I think elder care is probably where we'll concentrate a lot of our energies over the next few years. We have an aging population. You and I are quite young yet, Bobby, but we have an aging population and they are going to have to, we're going to have to come up with methodologies and ideas more along the European model to take care of that. I mean, in Europe, in Europe, they moved to nursing homes, uh, oh, sorry, retirement villages, so to say, at much younger ages than they do in Ireland and retirement villages haven't been successful. But I think we're going to have to create some sort of a model in that area over the next few years that will kind of help out on, on that end of things. Yeah. So that, they'll be my big focus areas of the next few years. Okay. So AJ Noonan, uh, Managing Director of Run Allen Developments, thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure, Bobby. Good to speak to you. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.